Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Humans of Magic. I'm your host, James Sue. Today, I am interviewing Zhiming, also known as James Zhi, also known as one of the most accomplished Chinese magic players, competitive magic players, over the past decade. This is the first time I've had a Chinese guest on Humans of Magic, despite having done this show out of China for so long. And it's a long time coming, but I'm really happy to present a deep dive into the state of magic in terms of James's career, but also in terms of organized play, how things are in the Middle Kingdom, and how Wizards is treating the game of Magic the Gathering in these parts of the world. Please enjoy this conversation with James Zhu. All right, quick plug before we get into the episode. Two things you can do to help Humans of Magic. Number one, please hit that subscribe button. Please subscribe to the channel, get notified uh, for both the Humans of Magic main channel as well as the Humans of Magic Clips channel, which is linked from the show notes. Secondly, if you have a little bit of extra motivation, extra time, extra finances, really appreciate if you could support our Patreon at patreon.com slash humans of magic. This is going to be the best way to support the show from a financial perspective. It's going to help me put out more high quality episodes and do more interesting conversations with more people. Please enjoy this episode. Who is James Zhu? So I don't have a stunning resume. Like I've been playing magic since uh, 20... 2013 or 2012 and from return to Ravnica and uh, in 20 uh, I mean I was busy working at that time but after two years work I, I guess in 2015 I started to like full-time grinding MTGO and uh, among that time it was a hard time you know I, I've been grinding very hard but uh, they failed to go to Proto and uh, my first PT was in KTK I think um, Oh, uh, no, no, Amonkite, yeah, actually, yeah, Proto Amonkite, and uh, then from uh, 20, 2017 to 2019, I was, I mean, I play every Proto, and I try to, like, grind it harder, and uh, of course, I've been full-time playing, and uh, at that time, I was, um, I was several level, but five pro points away from gold, then they announced that every uh, pro player system changes in 2019 and then there are something like MTJ Arena and then at the MTJ Arena is first invitational I was uh, there was a rank right a uh, top A player get to the um, MTGA invitation which is a very big big event so I was a run up like uh, I was ranked the number one two hour before the deadline uh, at that time I would play GP in Los Angeles and then uh, I wait, so since the rank will be, you know, um, stay a while, people are not catching you, then people catch you, and then you go down. So I will go, uh, where there are like 30 minutes, or say, oh, I'm in the <laughs> place, I have to play. Well, there are something like my friend helped, have to just, they say, hey, you can wait, and I will pair you. And, and I actually didn't pair him, but the last moment I didn't make it. So that was a turning point. Then I just, I mean, quit magic for like maybe half a year, I would say, but. I'm not really quitting, but uh, at that time I didn't like focus anymore because my uh, daughter born. And uh, after that, I just occasionally play the 
like some magic tournaments on MTG Arena. Then it happened that there was a rivals and the MPL generation. Um, at that time, actually, I was pretty close to like the Messi point race. I was like, <laughs> I was also a little bit unlucky, but I was a run up at the MPL MRL league. Uh, cause the like top thirty two missing points or sixteen, I forgot. So I was like, uh, uh one or two sh- missing points short to be hit the uh, uh, rivals. Then I quick magic again, you know. So uh, then like, uh, I only play. <laughs> yeah, I still play magic, and I, I start to streaming. And then, <laughs> I never really quick. I could like, I, I told my friend I could like a thousand times, but I always came back. Um, so anyway, I was streaming since like 2020. Uh, I would say I, I enjoyed streaming and sometimes it, uh, people will just give you gifts, you know, just not, not a lot of money, but it is possible. It made me have more incentive to stream more. And I've been sharing my like magic content, uh, like uh, writing some articles, whatever, but uh, it's not a main source of income. And I kind of just seeing it as a... Uh, like semi job or I, I do it quite seriously but not seriously enough so uh, well uh toward now i am oh oh i forgot to mention last year i got pretty lucky since i uh during the covid uh, area right so we have everything every tournament online and i got pretty lucky to hit a you know uh pt from the mtg arena pdq and uh then I uh, catch up some old friends and I say, hey, I, I qualified for these things. Can I just join your group? Um, and uh, Gavin just took me. <laughs> I, I have a like very rare opportunity to prepare with some big names. I've been like, I always adore the pro players, the former pro players and no, no one is pro now for sure. But, you know, I've been have chance to prepare with some big names and I have some results. Like uh, I luckily top eight my first PT and uh, so that I uh, played Wars last year. It didn't went too well, but um, well, long story short, now I'm still playing Magic, but very, I would say I, I, the, the same, uh, if, I, if there are ter- big tournaments came up, for instance, uh, next two weeks, there will be the RC in Tianjin. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know that? So then I can just play full-time Magic for like two weeks. Maybe I was streaming sometime, but if there are no tournament for me, I will just enjoy. I mean, arena opens or the new format, mm-hmm. the limited. Since I love limited, so yeah, I haven't opened arena for like last two okay. weeks, but uh, I'm about to. <laughs> well, briefly, this is me and <laughs> it's my experience. So yeah, nobody really sure. quits magic where you just put it on on hold for a while and then you come back because the there's still something about the game that. That uh, that makes you want to come back, right? I guess it's like qualifying for for high level events is is always your your motivation. Is that is that true? Like playing with high level players? Uh, yeah, probably is. And I think the R and D shout out to R and D doing a very good job. I think it keep the game. They keep the game uh, more and more interesting for, for limited from my perspective. Right? Limited at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least from from my experience, I never find it uh, just it's nothing. The format is nothing. Uh, there are some like uh, maybe uh, a little bit lucky oriented format, uh, but overall, I I always find the game new. You know, 
something I can learn from. So I've been writing an article about my feeling toward magic. Is uh, I think I'm improving myself every single year, and if I stop improving or just having progress, I will stop playing. But I always feeling I'm uh, making progress on magic, not not only the uh, skill level, like in-game plays level, but also the mindset and the, how magic can bring the new knowledge to me in life. So I always been very grateful for the game and not only a game for me. So I never took it really as a game or hobby. I, I, I always thinking um, it's a career for me, even though they just cancel all the <laughs> pro things. Right. So, <laughs> um, I think I should set some context for listeners because listeners may not be so familiar with the magic or competitive magic scene in in China in in, in China specifically. I believe, and this is maybe some a, a, a time where you don't need to be so humble or chenshu, right? Like I think you are one of the most accomplished magic pro players in China over the last decade, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that a fair statement? Like, are you on that list of maybe like three or five or ten people? You know? Yeah, maybe on the list. Yeah, there are. Well, first of all, magic's not really. Um, uh, it's sad to say, actually. And magic is not that popular as it is in the U.S., um, in China. You know, everybody knows, like, uh, uh, Lucy, yeah. what do you call it? Hearthstone. Hearthstone, yeah. yeah. Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows, like, uh, yeah, yeah, Hearthstone, yeah. Le- League of Legends. Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone knows that games. I, I don't play those games, by the way, but... Uh, well, anyway, magic is not that popular game. And the the, um, the population playing magic mainly like because they enjoy the game not because they like to make a living of it so it makes uh if you say you are uh like i'm a chinese right i'm a the best uh, magic player in china it doesn't mean too much i think i I, i'm not really anybody i mean just not really be impressed by it so um so from uh then we talk about uh, like the ranking about uh, like you said last decades at top whatever it's just uh china have been like uh, achieving quite a big big uh, magical actually like uh i don't really recall the years but you know liu yuchen he took china to mm-hmm. uh magic world cup and uh top paid the magic world cup uh, two consecutive years but i don't know why they just mm-hmm. cancel the magic world cup but uh and uh previous to that uh, uh john ziyang had been leading uh, China. I was saying, uh, twenty years ago, they they won mm-hmm. a World Cup in Rome. So uh, and yeah, not mention like Chinese Taipei and the Chinese Hong Kong. We have a lot of big names like Li Shitian and Hao uh, Huang, Huang, Guo and they are. I mean, at, at that time, I was starting right. to play Mary. They already be very accomplished. So I'm not just. Uh, yeah, 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 there are a lot of names. So I'm not mentioning everybody. So. Uh, I do think I'm a just I'm an okay player. I, I won't call me like top whatever, and I always be very grateful for I have the chance to test with some of the name I mentioned and have been a friend with them to have a longer just a lot of mm-hmm. benefits outside of magic. So, well, anyway, I I would say just in China, magic small things and uh, people do have it for fun, so we don't really rank anything. And uh, well, hopefully we can <laughs> once the so the the you know the bread and the 
is, is bigger, so everybody mm -hmm. can just enjoy it. I, so. I think I think there's like two things, yeah. right? Because if you think of like Magic players who everyone that plays Magic in China, and then people who are playing at your level, which is like yeah. trying to grind for pro tours and things like that. I think there's it's like a funnel, right? Like a mm -hmm. uh, in Chinese, like a like a lodo, like like everybody. But then um, I think due to various reasons, for example, there's no there's no money in Magic or there's no infrastructure. That's why very few people will actually be trying to seriously try to make a career or grind like competitive Magic. But how many people do you think are actually trying to do that? Because I still feel like in the LGSs, people are still trying to play RCQs, still trying to qualify. Um, like maybe it's they're casual, but they're still yeah. like, oh, if I get it, I'll great. Then I'll try to play uh, the high level tournament. But like, are, you're just saying that maybe there's only a few people that are like really seriously preparing for every single one. But like of the people that are really seriously preparing, yeah. Like how many people do you think in China are doing that? Do you have like some estimation of that? Uh, well, I have a local group. We still we're still like talking about magic in this local group. There are some new competitive guys. I would say less. This than is just in, in Shanghai, 30. right? Or in... uh, China is a big. Uh, from your group, like well, nationally, from my like just, group, okay, there so are thirty. Very. But I, I know there will be a lot of strong players. I don't know from the arena area. I'm not just saying my group is best, but uh, well, overall, I want um, maybe less than a hundred players mm -hmm. are really serious. Um, by really serious, I mean they are not just work and uh, have dinner, play with kids, and play Magic for two hours. They are like, uh, skip work for two weeks. Okay. You know? okay. <laughs> Just like what I did. And, so it's a small number. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very mm -hmm. small compared mm -hmm. to the large population. So going back to what you said, you started playing, you started at least being introduced to Magic in 2012. What's the mm -hmm. thing that made yeah. you decide to be so committed to the game? Like back then, right? Obviously it's different now for you, but like back then, was there some event or something that made you believe that okay i need to be really like dedicated to 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 magic well ironically at first uh, um magic was introduced to our school by a like a university program or well i would say this uh i was a leader in some broad game mm -hmm. programming university and that time i know magic by the another a big, a very good friend of me now, still friend of me from another university. So we are just introduced in Magic for making the money from Wizards because they introduced game to the school and now we can get some fund and uh, you know. So at that time, I I touched getting touch with Magic, but at that time I even just I learning how to play it and I I hate it. I don't like it. I'm not I'm not hating it. I, I just learn it, but I don't like it. So uh, one or two years later. Then a group of mine, other board game, you know, we are playing. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, just to translate it, it's like a that board game, a card game, game, but with like Romance of the Three Kingdoms uh, <laughs> uh, flavor. Okay, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. translate it for, for English <laughs> audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's another very popular, way more well, popular than time, Magic uh, uh, game in China. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Sang friends introduced this game to me. We were very competitive in the Three Kingdom kill, <laughs> the, the board game, right? So then he introduced Magic to me and I play it. And uh, for the reason to be played with those group, you know, we have to maintain the friendship, right? I have to be played with them. So I try force myself on, uh, well, not that hard, but at, fir at the first time I I'm not really into it. Well, 
So the uh, university groups, um, I would say like seven peoples, and we we still every week we play magic, just draft and go to stores, have collections. We, we even build rules to how to use the uncommon and the forest. Uh, twelve uncommon. This is a rule. So you cannot play more than four years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then we just fight okay, each so other. Some it was rules. super interesting. Okay. And then, so if if there are not those groups, I want to maintain the relationship mm. with. I won't play this game. So, uh, this is a very beginning. But uh, like one years later, um, there were. So at that time, I I just graduated and, and I found my job pretty early. Luckily, so I was working in an accounting firm and uh, well. It was very busy, but every Friday I would go to the magic uh, stores to play with some, uh, just not not no more. Uh, actually, not the those same group I have in the previous. Like they took me to magic. Then I, myself just just every mm-hmm. Friday I played Friday night magic. There was a very uh, like, um, I would say it became a habit of me. I just ride a bicycle to the store and uh, came back forty five minutes. Whatever, so then it become a habit, and the, I at first I being rebated, but I want to win, so and then I uh, learn from it, uh, learn from some masters in the local store. Basically, they just um give you some advice. So surely, like uh, um two years, I found it too addict- addictive. I just every day I'm thinking about magic, so. Then it kind of drive me to play a uh, first um, tournament, which was the GP in China. That's it. And yeah, it was a, it was a KTKCO, the GP. And uh, I have no bias, but I got six and three. I didn't make day two, but it was a very good feeling. Then uh, there was a GP in Hong Kong, and then my friends told me, "Hey, there was a GP in Hong Kong. Do you like to go?" I, I, I actually at that time I, I was mm-hmm. quite competitive already. So I got my two buys and uh, I cashed uh, in GP Hong Kong for like uh, um, 13th or 12th place or 11th place for like, uh, um, yeah, around. So that was your first, that was your first major uh, achievement, major tournament finish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then I think, oh, I can make money for this (laughs) success. Great. Like at that time I have a, a gap in my like a real job because we uh as a accounting firm they uh, will have a lot of uh like vacations i can took uh, like two hours to study for the accounting certificate so at that time i took those time to play magic series <laughs> you can say this right yeah, hopefully thing, right? because now you're no longer working <laughs> at the the firm okay yeah yeah it's okay it's it's not busy and uh, well anyway <laughs> the cash make me overconfident because i think i can make living through this and then I found I, I consistently play uh, uh, Magic Online and I play like American time zone. I was really just into it and I tried to make a living off it. The very first time it was so, yeah, it was disastrous to just quit your job to Magic. I wouldn't recommend it. Wait, is that what you did? That. So you no longer, you but, were not, no uh, longer doing accounting or? No, no. I, I, I'm doing accounting for my uh, friends, actually. Some, a small, like, uh, just, just, just no, no okay. more, like, no, serious what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, when I you cashed the, the, the Hong Kong GP, like, did you decide, like, 
you no longer had a full-time job back then or were you always doing accounting for your friends even back yeah it's uh i uh, there was a you know the the translate well uh happened in three months i think i would say just okay. uh, at first uh I, I i just go to the firm still and uh try to just uh pick up my uh last year's like a lot of routine jobs uh routine works then uh when the business season come i, I feel so stressful mm. <laughs> i want to run away from the business season so uh, it's not exactly accounting it was like Auditing, uh, yes. audit. okay so uh i, I was doing audit yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it, that yeah. was that was, it's seasonal right the, the job is like i have a lot of free time in free season and i use that time to play magic instead of uh, learning <laughs> like having a certificate so <laughs> I, i'm scared for the I, I will just admit it i'm scared for the busy season so i think oh whatever just like let me try that mm. so i i choose a comfort way so magic is a kind of a mm. comfort zone for me so so you believed at the time yeah. uh that you know you could make some sort of income or living through through magic so naturally you put more time into it and was it a it sounds like it wasn't ex exactly what you expect like maybe it's a disaster or like something ha like yeah this is a disaster for sure to, well in china we don't need too many um well generally saying in china the cost in china the living could like the cost well, of living or well the cost of living is not that higher in US. So if you are grinding Magic Online, you can have like a thousand US dollar per month, uh, a thousand tickets per month you can sell, and it just mm -hmm. you can just have an income. Right? It's not consistent, but sort of you can expect to have a like have those payments to pay your bill. But then um, I have a good uh, wish. I mean, I, I have expectation since there are GP every month in GP in China, also GP in Japan. So I would assume I will cash at least one of the two GPs okay. in the future. But then, <laughs> but then it's not just sustainable enough because uh, Magic Online, I'm keep losing. I, I never queue for any uh -huh. like PTQ. I play every PTQ at that time. And I play like, a lot of different formats. I've been never touching to like more than, I'm, I hate more than so much at that time because okay. I just can't win. And uh, then uh, GP also just, I, so everything just falls. And I have some saving, I have some savings and uh, I have to just, uh, well, in, I would say within one year or so one and a half years, I already, be burned out and I look for another job and uh, I was doing another job with his friends and uh, then everything just just back to the work uh, oriented I, I still just play magic very very seriously but the work is uh, you know I, I have to go to the office and uh, I was on a sales work so I have mm -hmm. to go to office but not every day then every Monday I have to have the meeting in the Monday noon, right? So, but the the real issue is a Sunday night there will be a PTQ. So the schedule conflict. So you cannot yeah. get up in Monday noon. Yeah, 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 I have to just go to the meeting without without any sleep. Maybe sleep for only <laughs> half an hour. If I um, well, if you're losing in the PTQ, it's fine. Yeah. But if you're winning, you know, it it will go into the morning of the Chinese time zone. So then the meeting with mm -hmm. boss mm -hmm. be disastrous. <laughs> and, uh, and then after like uh, only three or four months, I because quit again. Because the schedule is just not compatible. And uh, then, yeah. 
and I, I was winning. I think I top eight in my first GP at that time. So, and uh, my, uh, so magic toward me is the it's too important that time. I, I, I was told since uh, since I cannot afford my like I cannot pay my bill at that time. So I have to just quit it for. I'm not quitting it. I just cutting some time to work, but it's not really. I never just left it. So I still always thinking about it. Then. I would say it's lucky, right? Luckily, at that period of time, something pay off, or I win something. I win a tournament called the Magic Online Limited Championship. Um, that's a tournament with uh, you have to win a, a so-called uh, just like a, you have to mm -hmm. win a PPTQ for a qualification, and then all every qualified player, uh, eventually like uh, six hundred or five hundred players play uh, it's, one it's, uh, big is tournament. It, it's, is it like is limited. it like the mocks? Then because the, I don't I don't do limited on Magic Online, but I do a little bit of like legacy and modern on Magic Online. Is it like mocks? Moc? It's like uh, it's like an invite tournament that you have to qualify for or something. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it, it offers a lot of prize, but no invitations. So you are not invited. Oh, anything, I but see. The prize is quite good. Like I have. Yeah, I won that tournament. That's the first tournament I win in like Magic Online for like four years, five years, uh, three years. So this is the first tournament I win. So it boosts my confidence. And uh, like shortly after that, that was uh, Armand Khan Limited. And uh, I I know how to like approach these things. And uh, then I topped my first GP in Beijing. It's also the Armand Khan Limited. So I, at that time, so that, I have a. You're at, you're at the I top have, of your level. Uh, that time. or. Yeah. Yeah, I form I form a form a new theory of uh, how to approach ma ma limited magic, and uh, after that I follow these rules, and uh, then it, it triggered me actually. This win gave me confidence, but also my understanding reached a new level. So I would say just um, I, I I now I deeply know if I play more of this, I can catch more, and uh, I can make a living by that. Um, so. Then I, I try to. This is time more rational, right? Not quit because it's fun. It's because I know exactly I right. can just afford my livings. Right, because so you know, you know your capabilities, yeah. what you can do. Um, I want to go back a little bit to, like, when you first started playing. Between the time that you start playing competitively on Friday and cashing the Hong Kong GP, like, who are the people that helped you get better as a player, and what did you? learn in that time to allow you to cash it's it's more like uh how did you level up question in those early days um actually i think the main factor is lucky <laughs> oh come on i you can't don't say have you're lucky you many... gotta have done something right there are definitely a lot of good guys helping me do that or at least in the local game store i it's no longer there in the store but uh the store is quite competitive. They are not just only for collections or, oh, we open some rares, everybody happy. But we actually study. Uh, so when uh, when we finish the, uh, we first of all, we do the Swiss draft. We are not actually single elimination. Most of us most stores use single elimination because they can mm. just fire another draft and make money, right? But we do the Swiss, and the the loose the loose player so, will so play the So the store the and the players are player much more serious about play. like the practicing and yeah. Yeah, they are, they are more serious about the place instead of the value of the. Which is very uncommon it's because fun, all the but, magic uh, stores I go to we, now, we everybody's very, just opening packs yeah, yeah. and making money, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. 
yeah, yeah. I'm grateful to the mm. the, the players in stores. Uh, obviously, they are not a lot of them. A lot of them are not playing Magic now, but uh, at that time they helped me to form a right idea about Magic. It's not about, uh, um, well, I have to win this or that. There are variances, and I understand variances at that time. And uh, um, there are some teams called uh, Gulu Yard. I, I don't know. If you have heard that? You have to explain anyways, um, because the, someone the, listening to this yeah, will have no idea. That was so. a yeah, that was a game store. Uh, it was quite popular in. Uh, we are a big team in Shanghai. Uh, in back to 2014, so we basically uh, just win every PPTQ GPT at that time, right? Uh, so we basically just uh, the team always winning the all the prize pools. <laughs> so we just uh, if you you are facing a just good, better matchups than me next round. I will concede to you, so you can beat him, so you get a prize. We're not going to care who wins. Mm. We just care about our team wins. So, yeah, this, these guys are very competitive, and uh, um, I get in touch with them and join them. Uh, some of them must do my very... Uh, we, have, we have another team called the GXS, um, but, well, we are more casually now, but, uh, well... Uh, th those group of people, they've been to PTs, uh, absolutely just helped me a lot about okay. those competitive what, Was things. it a yeah. very easy to uh, become a member of this group? Like, because they can tell that you're very serious about wanting to improve? Or, like, how, how did you get, like, is it invitation? Or, like, do you <laughs> just say you want to join the group and you can join the group? So, first of all, the store is nearby my home. So, I can very frequently go to the store and play okay. with the owner and uh so you have a good relationship and then you show up a lot we okay. are yeah 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 well well naturally they are not something like a test to or invitation to a group basically we just play draft every day and uh i've been improving since every day i play with the pt player <laughs> and uh, then uh we they, they were saying hey uh I, you can join because we want to, we already work together, you know, it's not something like specifically uh, there's a Yeah, I, I think you're saying something that. that's very universal, which is that all Magic players need to level up by working with great players. Like there's no, there's basically, I have seen very rarely like someone who can just live in the city with no other Magic players and do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you need to figure, figure out, out and yourself. prepare with other um <laughs> people and then i want to i want to also jump mm. to what you said which is like okay you win the significant magic online tournament at Monquette, and you also uh you know top eight the beijing gp yeah, yeah. right um you said you yeah. developed some sort of system can you can you briefly talk about the system because i i know it's probably hard because maybe you have like written like an entire book about like how to do the system but like just for people that may not be so familiar like <laughs> are there some secrets that you can you can talk about yeah uh, okay so uh long story short i understand meta game um so magic is about you have to counter your opponent's uh strategy right we are not fighting a like a fair fight you have a two job i have a two job you have a bomb i can kill it out i lose so at that time, I understand that I have, for, for example, I have an 8-day card pool in the sealed. I can turn into into like 10 decks. I can beat whatever scenarios I want. 
um, don't get me wrong. If the, you have the bomb deck, like uh, six bomb, uh, six rare, or in the same color, you just stick to it. <laughs> you don't need to change anything. But most of the time, we have the deck of like uh, rating one to ten. You have a six, you know. So the normal decks, but you have to go through those bomb decks and uh, go through different color of opponent strategies. Well, basically, uh, my uh, um, so. My method toward the meta game is I always build as much counter strategy as I can. Then, uh, no matter it's a, like counter spell strategy or discard strategy, hyper aggro strategy, or the uh, so I see the problem. I build a strategy for that. So at that time, I understand it's not about I already have three rare in the same color. I will stick it to the end. I will just see what you do and I will counter your strategy. So. Uh, it's, there's a shift of my mind because at first I was blaming just my pool is not good enough. Then I am always developing new, you know, new strategy of myself. So I try to counter others, choose to draw first, building mm. decks more than 40 cards, try to uh, play some very like action plan or maybe you can't block plans and uh, try to destroy your land that time even so try to play fewer lands. Try to play more colors, even though it consists of the low. So, uh, well, overall, I know exactly how I lose this meta game more than, um, you know, I lose to luck. But I would say that at that time, I I try to understand the non-luck factor, the factors I can change more than I used to. So, yeah, basically, it's it's a very brief just how i so you're, you're saying it's not really about because I, again i'm a, I'm very much like a, a a bad limited player so for me like when i build a seal pool or draft it's just like i don't even care about my opponents it's just like what what what's the best deck i can build like for me there's only one way to build a a seal pool i and there's only one answer but you're saying that you master the metagame so much that you can have the yeah. optionality you can have the option to be like i i i think like it's not just one deck, but mm -hmm. if I have a six out of ten pool, like I can build it like three ways like this and three ways like this. And so you really have to understand at an extremely high level what the metagame and what your opponents could be doing because you're playing your opponents, not your own cards yeah, or your yeah. pool. Yeah. Uh I I, I would say that uh you play mm -hmm. legacy, right? Um yeah, so you will see Legacy, it's a permanent uh, format, but sure. also the meta shifts, like which deck beat, yeah. So once people overplay the Taiwan decks, they will, somebody will build some strategy, either by putting more cyborg hates or just change the main deck figure a bit, so to target your meta, right? So I would say just Constraint and Limited, they are the same, I, I, I think they are all, they are all magic, they are the same logic, like counter the meta. So overall, my limited skills to transform to constructed. It's 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 the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like super secret. People always study the metas, but at first, I would say meta is just lucky or unlucky. But then I'm thinking more toward how to solve it, how to develop. Can you can you talk about that? Because you know? I know different people yeah. understand the meta game or or analyze mm -hmm. the meta game different ways. For example, some people might go to MTG Goldfish. Some people might look at. Yeah for constructed some people might look at 17 lands some people might look at certain types of data like 
and and I know you're someone who's quite data driven. So how how does what your system like? Uh, how how does it work? Like what? How do you actually do the proper analysis? Yeah, I basically nowadays the data are public everywhere. Everybody knows which the best at seventeen lensing limited. I, well, I do think it's a good things like make people build better decks. But back to my days in uh, well, yeah, it's different. Five six years ago, we don't have magic arenas. The data is then the meta games. Just if you figure the meta yourself, you have more advantage. But now that it does do advantage here, but I approach different ways than that time. Well, so um, for example, uh, my first constructed GP top A, I uh, top A GP in um, twenty nineteen in Japan. So well, that time everybody played Oko. There was the Oko meta, right? Oko is not banned, it just reads everybody play blue green Oko. What kind of form of Oko you play, but everybody play Oko. But then I, uh, first of all, I decided I will not play Oko. But uh, then I figured out how would I just, just counter Oko. Then uh, finally, I lose to Oko in the finals, sure. but I made the final of the GP. But well, I, I, I played blue white control that time. I would say uh, how to counter the Oko game plan is to. First of all, they have Nessa and Oko. They are they are just powerful planeswalkers. So you need counter spells and the uh, planeswalker removals. Uh, there was a um, uh, well, I, I don't recall the card name. Just three mana enchantment can kill a uh, kill and um, just a planeswalker or creature and square one. And I want to use four of this card. Also, I want to using more counter spell. Like there was a card called two mana one blue counter target legendary spells. Um, um, well, long story short, uh, I feel like uh, how to solving the Oko meta is by first of all, well, I I want to make the Oko plus uh, less good, so I don't want to play any creature, big creature in my deck. You can either by play cat oven at that time they are cat oven combo, so make the Oko plus one less good. Also, I want to have a solution to the just I want to that there are called, 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 uh, four blue XX you can take. Just take permanent from others, so I want to max my ways mm. to solving those plants workers. This is quite straightforward. I want to make his plus worse, so I don't want to inter interaction with board. I want to I want solving all the like uh, plants worker levels. I want to take your plants worker, counter those things, sweep your board, then take your plants workers. Of course, there are the problems since there are um, counters. Uh, uh, there are counters, right? The, the blue green. Then I have to play Teferi the time revelers and you you cannot play your counter spells so the game plan is shaped of itself right you can solve in this and this is of course there are like card orders you cannot change how the top of the deck you might actually draw counter spell later and the the sweeper no longer works since they are plants workers but overall i think it's a you, good how plan do you decide, for the like this is something so i always I i'm super curious about like how do you decide to play the counter to the best deck versus mm -hmm. playing the best deck like why why not just play the best deck do you think you have such a did you think you had a big edge or advantage playing the blue white uh basically i don't think i have the big edge play the oak ah, okay. in the mirror since i think everybody do kind of, kind of similar things there was a there, there are also a lot of uh, fail case like uh in pt dominaria everybody play red black vehicles it was a red black meta so i built a deck called uh, asper mirroring i tried to Mm. beat the red back meta then 
every single deck I lose in the PTR red back. I lose to six red back, but in, uh, during my test, it was like I have like, over 70% so, uh, against the red black. Of course, there are variances, but overall, I don't think I uh, just respect some of the quality of plays. So, uh, PD players are better. So, there are plans is from my practice, um, my plan worked because people cyber differently. Um, well, I. I and, and actually, it, it actually just just hurt me a lot about uh, wow, Magic Online is no longer a good platform. So I have to play with better players, you know. So the meta game is so different. Um, but the idea is the same, right? You you, you will fail sometimes, but my logic thing since I want to counter. So you mentioned you know some yeah. examples of constructed preparation. So how do you do that for limited? Because like, are you just when you're preparing for high level limited events, right? Are you just constantly drafting on Magic mm -hmm. Online? Uh, I mean, or are you practicing with a like a, a local group? Like how, or are you practicing with like other pro players in other parts of the world, but on webcam? Like how do you, how are you doing the practice? In limited, I don't think it's too many secrets. Since uh, I always watching a lot of streamers, like uh, um, Ham Ham TV is the best, <laughs> and uh, like Kenji. Mm -hmm. Igashira or Shuta Yasoka, a lot of players, a lot of people streaming Magic, um, so streaming limited. So I will open Twitch to like uh, three okay. different uh, windows in Twitch. So Zoom, Zoom 2 Plus, and I see what they are doing. And uh, if they are at some point, it was a very interesting, some Des like decision uh, or very interesting point. So yeah. very different pick order. Yeah, yeah, very, very different pick order from my uh, expectation. I will take it if it's really, I, I was thinking, oh, he's thinking this way. Let me try that. And I can see how they yeah. differ from each other, you know, so it will be uh, quite um, interesting for me. And then I study 17 lands a lot. Like, um, I think it's a very just, um, you know, I, I, I've been playing uh, poker professionally for some while. I, I just mentioned it here. So I'm quite uh, driven by the data analysis and uh, how the 17 lands data shifts, not only which card is best, but in the color combination, or it's better than last week. Mm. There are reason behind it, so I want to. <laughs> I always study those reasons, and I find it very interesting. Then I can just, um, you know, adapt to the my draft histories to see how my draft logs or arenas differ from. Just now, my understanding is different from like two weeks ago. Then there are some, are generally some new understandings. So, um, I I won't say that. Um, there are too many rules I follow. I just follow my heart. I found it interesting I would do that. And uh, I'm not just strictly following what I thought. It's not that scientific thing. So, well, uh, I do think I always enjoy play drafts. So the, the number one reason I'm, you know, focus on those two weeks before a tournament is I, I'm still I'm still enjoying these stuff. I'm I, I loving mm -hmm. draft and sometimes streaming them. So it never be a pressure or so like data seems very tedious, but it's also just, it's kind of a being a okay. kind of nature so it's interesting not, for me. It's, it's not a job in that sense. Like you still enjoy, you enjoy the preparation or the process. No, 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 no. 
Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also want to also I want to also touch on something you mentioned, which is the the mental aspect, because you said that for you, you play Magic because it's mentally challenging or you're or i shouldn't say mentally challenging but you're you're learning or you're growing from being involved in the game right otherwise you said you would have quit a long time yeah. ago so mm -hmm. tell me a bit more about that like mm -hmm. what how has magic helped you in terms of that like you can be specific or general um but just i want to know like has magic helped you through some tough times like has magic given you some validation in life or in your career or magic career like how, how how is it what's your relationship with magic from a mental perspective well i'll give you a story so when i was uh, in primary school i would say 10 or 11 years old uh, our family always play uh basketball it's a poker it's a it's a poker like variant i don't like know a, you've heard of that like a, just a card game basically right yeah uh, basically, just uh, you and uh, your opposite are a team and a uh, four-player game. So anyway, every weekend we play that game. And uh, at that time, I'm a, I'm a little child, right? So I always be quite tilted. <laughs> since, when you lose, um, you mean? You get tilted. Um, you know, I've been having... Yeah, I'm having a very, very good uh, opening hand. And uh, I don't think I play it poorly. I just thinking it's like unlucky exactly a ring to the opponent stuffs. So every week I wouldn't say every week. I, I keep losing, but they are my family member, it matter. But I get so tilted. So every every weekend I I, I even just crying shout out sure. as I'm saying. So you're you're you very know, competitive. It's a little child stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's from my heart that I, I think it's humiliated something in my very little child. But anyway, from that time, I, I'm quite just, I don't know how to think. But then, more I play Magic, the uh, way I thinking a lot of different things about toward world or toward uh, how people's interactions with each other are more rationally or well, based on a lot of logic, you know. So the magic tell me to, first of all, just calm down. <laughs> and we have to figure it out. And step on step by step, we have to figure out. There are locks in magic, variances magic. I was thinking like magic is, um, I would say 70% of luck is 30% skill, but uh, also, you know, it, it it just helped me to just overcome my earlier childhoods. A lot of, I would say, not 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 very healthy, just mentally thinking things. So, um, then I, I would say just uh, magic toward just it changed everything I thinking about world the the way I think. I think the most important things is we we learn how to think in magic. If you want to approach a very high level, most of the um, people I met through Magic, if they are like very successful Magic players, they also being quite successful. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't brag too much about Magic circuits or the just take Magic seriously. But uh, most of the guys I met, if they are good Magic players, they also have a their specific perspective about life. Generally, uh, they have a happier life mm -hmm. or yeah. So. 
basically it's the main reason. Mental aspect mental helps aspect. you uh, control your emotions or manage your emotions. Yeah, basically yeah. become a better person, right? <laughs> yeah. Not not only. But I, I guess I guess <laughs> a, one part of the question is like. You you learned all that already. So is it is it now like you're doing magic still a little bit part time because you want to constantly be uh, involved in that world or like or do you, I guess maybe a better way to ask the question is like do you still feel like you have goals for magic that are remaining or is magic just a part of you? So it's like I just you just do magic because it's like you know I go. I go running, so maybe I don't have a goal. Like I'm just, I just, I just enjoy it. So is it yeah, is it more like enjoyment, or is it more like goal space, or it's like a combination? Yeah, it's a combination, I would say. But yeah, I, I refer to some books I've been reading. So I've been uh, touching something about the Asian Chinese philosophy, like Buddhism, or um, let me think. Yeah, part of Buddhism, part of the Tao, or. Just, just Asian Chinese wisdom from somebody speak up. So, well, let me think how to how to say it in English. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> sure. So, in Chinese philosophy, we don't have a something called self fulfillment. There are the Maslow. Yeah, that's a Western uh, concept. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've been learning through the Western concept since I've been grow up learning just taking business schools and uh, I've been in, in my college, I learned a German, uh, German teacher will come to China to teach us to China. Yeah, whatever. Just the, the Western knowledge, people always need to have something like self-fulfillment and then the, the very basic level to very high level, right? So everything need a target or uh, just ultimate, you need uh, to have a inside motivation for you to do anything, right? So in Chinese philosophy, however, I learned that in we are not really driven by a specific a lot of self-fulfillment targets. We are driven by so we have very easy to understand happiness picture. Like what is happiness? Happiness is you have a very healthy family. You have a uh, your dad and mom are healthy, your child is healthy, you are play together. Yeah. You are having a happy life. That's the Chinese philosophy of healthy. Then we Go through uh, just go through the Chinese philosophy. There are also a lot of branches. They are not telling you to do nothing but enjoy families. They are telling you to enjoy the moment. Um. So uh, I I would need a good translation actually. Uh, have you been reading those things like uh, uh there is a phrase called the uh, um just. 就我说中文，你可能可以说，就是。就是，呃，因无所住而生起惊，which <laughs> means uh, everything you see is um is not real as it is. You are mm -hmm. James Xu. Probably there are hundred <laughs> guy named James Xu. It's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. everyone is James Xu. <laughs> so the only thing you enjoy is the parents. So you need to. Dig into the appearance to see the nature, the true nature of everything. So, why I play magic? Why I play magic is because I enjoy the magic itself, or I need to the target to be playing the wars. Well, for me, I first of all I do enjoy play wars, <laughs> and I want to winning more. But uh, it's not because I uh, 
I'm a person driven by that goal. It's because I enjoy、mm. the current moments of playing Magic,、mm -hmm. and I enjoy making decisions. So I'm not targeting anything. I just make my decision better, and I enjoy making decisions, even though some decisions are bad. And、uh, that's the real approach to the game. Like um, um, in in a Buddha, there's called、uh, the Buddha is Jesu, you know, just realizer or accomplisher. To transition, it's not like a, a god. You are not trying to become a god. You are trying to become and, and, a enlightened or realize. Yeah, the Buddha is not <laughs> not, not, a, like, not like Jesus, right?、Yeah. The Buddha is、uh, was a was a human that reached the enlightenment. I don't know how to say that in Chinese,、um, but like, I don't know if this is what you're talking about. But yeah, that's interesting. Like you have both background of <laughs> Western and Eastern. I yeah, you I know mean, just a little bit.、Eastern、so about... for me, it's actually a, a little bit flipped, right? Because I grew up in Canada, but Actually,、mm -hmm. our whole family was like Catholic, so Tianzhuzhao. So I grew up on a very Western way,、oh, and、cool. I didn't actually、yeah. really start to understand. <laughs> I, and even now, I'm still very, very ignorant about Eastern or Chinese philosophy. Until maybe the last ten years, I started reading a a little bit, like introduction to Fujian Buddhism and things like that, just to get the the concepts.、Um, but I think I think you're right, like.、Um, It, it's it's like the it's like the stereotype says right. I think it's a true stereotype. Like for Chinese or for Asian people, maybe it's less about individual. It's more about like what makes me happier, what makes me fulfilled is my family or the group. It's not it's not always about me. And I think in the West, if I can generalize it,、yeah. it、uh, this is not even outside of religion. Just in general, now it seems like it's very much about me, me, me. Like how can I improve myself? Like I'm the I'm the, the protagonist. Heroes, I'm the、right? hero. Like How do I make myself happier? Right.、Mm -hmm. It's never about. I shouldn't say never, but it's more emphasized on how do I make myself happy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's more about the ego. But I but I it's interesting conversation because if it, it feels very against the concept of like competition and poker and magic because these events are all about self accomplishment. Like there really isn't anything that's like yeah, was,、uh, you, you know what I mean. Like in the end, people reminder will re remember James yeah, because yeah. you, you, you top eight a GP or something like that. It's not just about like, um,、mm, you know, it's more about the self, right? So yeah, yeah, it's about myself. It's not yeah, for sure. But um, I mean, maybe it's not the whole Buddha means. Tell you to only focus others. It's it's about a, part of his reason is to part of the just he want to you us to do good things, help other, help others, or at least doing something called 天道 You know, just everything is the nature rules push you. You don't、mm -hmm. against the good things. So,、uh, towards magic is you do good things. It's not exactly how you. Uh, you know, just winning the game by crushing your opponent—it's not a good thing. <laughs> the good thing, perhaps, being you are、uh, positive yourself. On when you are losing,、mm -hmm. you can take it differently. You know, you can have all the perspective seeing that. So you are striving or work very hard on something、mm -hmm. with a happy mood. It's already good. Like it's a good moment, and it, sometimes I streaming. Maybe I I, I want to say that I help a lot of people, but you know, I try to just. Show people, I, I, I think it differently. Like even I draw like ten lands in this game. I've been still hanging there, maybe winning, but I'm not、mm -hmm. complaining. Unlucky, 
and uh, I just take whatever the fate tell me to do, and I smile to it. And uh, you know, a lot of things you can just take into life. Not only just yeah, it is a competitive game. It's winner is winner, but once you win, it's it's not like you are championship. It will be your tag forever.、Mm-hmm. You just back to yourself. You you are you are a normal person. You are enjoying the game, and、uh, trying to make others also enjoying or just interacting with the opponent. We are just just playing、mm-hmm. the very interesting things.、Um, well, so we are not just as magic or as as poker players. We are not actually having GDP to the country by productively having some good services to somebody or, but we are actually produce something. I think it's not only about the. Just very fact,、um, just like a food or whatever service, but we are just help the community overall, the human community to 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 community to be a better place. There's actually not conflict as you take the Western cultures. The um, well, I, I'm not pretend I know it. The Catholic people also have the just they the God also tell you to just perform. Better、sure. yourself. They, they they tell you to do good things, you know, right? So it, it, it's not conflict. Also, the like the the very fundamental of the human nature is to have good willings,、mm-hmm. you know, to be kind. Everything yeah, is think, just ready、so. to each other.、Um, yeah. How did you? What made you want to explore the philosophy more in recent years? Um, there are. Um,、uh, I've been reading a lot of books. Not only the. Tanjing and、uh, Wang Yangming. I've been talking with you. So basically,、uh, I've been learning these things to thinking. Just in ancient times, there are too many big topics. People have war. People are starving, suffering from a lot of things. And、uh, I've been appreciate the nowadays the modern area more. Like we, as human beings, we are not just from the peace. <laughs> and, and, and actually, we are not just enjoying the full peace, you know. Just we have to have our own peace, and the、uh, the human is not、uh, just from a big picture, from the universe, you know. We are not as suspicious to be ego enough to、um, say we are the domain of the universe. We we are kind of just being very small element of it, and、uh, to thinking a big picture, I will find my. Uh, whatever I do, like play magic or like investments, some good thing, bad thing happen. It's a very, very small part of the whole universe, and、uh, in the end, actually, we everybody <laughs> dies or、uh, some cliche like that. We we actually just being very just living your own life better, not care about anything or others, not care about、uh, even not care about tomorrow, just living the moment. You don't know what happened, so. Basically, what I took is the、uh, put it put us in a very small angle, a very small like quantum of the very big things, and then thinking about what you can do and you can just approach the ancient wisdoms, whatever what I did in like meditation, whatever, just trying you myself into the zone, and then everything become better. Well, that's a very、um, mature attitude. Not a lot of people decide to. To learn about that, right? Because I think it's sometimes easier to live through, go through life and society, to not think too much about it. Because if thinking too much about it, 
I, I've been there. Like yeah. there have been times where I try to really go deep in the philosophy and I end up getting more depressed because then I, the more I think like, yeah. what's the meaning of anything, right? Like, because we're so small, like <laughs> I, I like to use the example, even Barack Obama, he's he, he in the, in the, in the whole time, of the universe, it's nothing. Nobody will remember like the U S president, like, or the leader of a country because the, the universe, yeah, the galaxy yeah. is so, it's so big. So sometimes like when you, when you think the more you think about it, the more you realize that life is kind of meaningless. Um, I know this, we're going really far away from a magic podcast, but do you have, do you have, have you had thoughts like that? Because I have had thoughts like that. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, I'm not being negative about this. I think it's like, it is what it is. Uh, I've been reading a book, uh, Alfred Adler called uh, I don't know how to translate that. Uh, is it's, there... a, it's talking yeah. about others. Yeah, it's, it's a philosophy book about Adler's, uh, like his approach to things. So he thinks from Floyd, every past to now is that they are they're linked. Since if you are grow up in a very unhappy family, there you are raised by unhappy. So it will infect your current life. So you might want to lock yourself in the room or something like that. It's the Floyd uh, philosophy. But Adler says it, it do nothing with that. You can only uh, you only lock yourself because you want to lock yourself to make yourself comfortable. So, so your previous experience didn't have nothing to do with current you. You only ha have to do with this yourself. So that you lock yourself, right? So his philosophy told you to just, oh, because I want to let people think I'm a victim. Because I, I have earlier years, so I lock myself mm -hmm. to make myself comfort. This is a philosophy. So to encounter this, to counter this in the meta game, you have to just go out and move forward. Because you move forward, because the whole picture is you your experience, former experience, don't do with your future. So now I become more self-driven about the future because I'm only the current to make a future. So. It doesn't matter how universe has been doing, like in maybe in whatever years your family will be broken, there are some disasters in the earth, whatever, but it's not something I'm being concerned or how small I am to everything. I'm just the only current myself. Like I've been learned from the Buddha is also the just living the current. Mm. It's, it's quite similar actually, the Western knowledge. I mean, from magic, like when we took the lose, we, oh, I'm on two. I'm already out of this tournament, but it doesn't matter what you've been done. And uh, the tournament over is fine. If what if if you want to enjoy life, mm -hmm. it's only from this moment. So if you want to, just there are always another magic tournament, right? There are always another like PPTQ. So you can always try to follow your heart, what you want to do now, and then mm -hmm. to prepare for the next. So, yeah, also, I think everything linked together. It's not like we are all yeah. talking about yeah. the universe things. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think it's like, there's always things that, it's always about, like what you're saying, it's always about right now. It's always about the, the current or the present, right? And we can only control yeah, sure, sure. what what we're yeah. doing right now. So we shouldn't say that this is meaningless or meaning or meaningful. It's just, it just is, it, it's, yeah, it's just what it is. Exactly. And we, the only thing we can do is what we can do now. Right. So why not, why not just do yeah, something yeah, exactly. because the alternative of is way worse. Um, 
but I also want to like tie this a little bit back to Magic because when I play Magic tournaments, <sighs> I, I I hope you can relate to this. Like my my most memorable magic moments or the happiest i've been in magic is not some kind of tournament where i had the great the best draws and i just crushed everybody and it was easy right it's always the ones where <laughs> it felt hard it felt hard and i had to navigate like a 50 50 decision and i and i navigated it correctly and you feel so good because afterwards you're like you it's basically like coming back from a position that's disadvantaged like uh, you know, can you tell me about yeah. maybe some examples of like where being mentally strong, like it helped you, like were there certain like moments in some tournaments or events where you really felt that, that it, it really like, you know, because every player we have like a, our own internal hall of fame, like, you know, what were our best moments, right? So do you, do you have moments <laughs> like that that's related to kind of like the being mentally strong or things like that? Um, How could I give a real... Let me think. Well, okay. Uh, I think I'm always being stuck in a scenario from the past. Like uh, every tournament, I lack. Uh, if I made the first mistake, I will be feel really bad about it. The first mistake is so bad, you know. The for instance, the, a PT have like sixteen rounds. If you make a mistake in round three, then it will affect you. Oh, I made a mistake. I won't be top eight, and then I made the second mistake. I won't be day two. There are, well, you, you would you have this feeling like you made a mistake this one this game and the next game you get man screwed. There are always these kind of feelings, but uh, after I studied the uh, you know all the things like philosophy is thinking about just sticking, um, sticking, uh, sticking to the current, and just present to what happened. You you already made mistake. Already made mistake. Um, I would say like last year in a PT, online PT, I uh, play Rafael Lavi. Maybe I made a mistake, a very bad mistake. There was a card called a uh, Power or Kill or something. It cannot kill. Oh yeah, dragon. yeah, it's a removal spell. It says and everything I, but dragon or demon or something like that. Yeah, power word kill. But I tried to kill um, another Rafin. Maybe I, I don't know. Well, anyway, just it's a wrong target. I saw I can kill that, but I can't, right? So I was, oh, no, I just waste my two mana. That's a constructed, it's just disastrous. But then I come down to, uh, okay, it's already been made. And uh, then, so it is what it is. So what I can do is I play next and better. So then it just being a comeback story. Or like uh, a later PT. There was I'm not very confident about our team decking standard, so I go 3 day one, and uh, then there, uh, O N three or O N four O three day one actually. Just then I just win ten, uh, win four game in row, in historic to make day two, and then I uh go to something like six six and two or six one, so to make the top sixteen. So it's a very big comeback for me so i'm surprised i did it since if i'm in uh like what i am in my like early years so 2014 mm -hmm. i think i can't do that but i always just thinking at the moment so for oh i my, my deck uh the one thing i'm very unhappy about our deck is we played the uh, hive 
just um, the land, the the hive of whatever, just uh, play and tap T1, and the four mana you can turn mm -hmm. into a three three mm -hmm. mana, and the attack is out. We play that that landing our main deck, but we have Danik. So you know, every time you play that turn one, it's conflict with Danik. You cannot play the Danik is one. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. blue and white uh, two three, right? So in during this tournament, the, the, the so you're always, you're always thinking always like this, this deck is built, built incorrectly, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we made the, the last. Uh, I found Danik in the last moment, like the five or six hour before the submission. I found that. I think guys, you have to play Danik. Mm -hmm. It's so good in our deck. It's a Rafin deck, right? They make Danik life link, and uh, everybody saying, "Oh no, our deck is already locked." Like. Like Brad Nielsen and Sesmanford, they're all very unhappy to the surprising the last moment. So I think, no, I have to play it. And uh, some people actually follow me also play it, but we forget to, uh, not forget, we think the hive is fine. It's so important there to exile the opposing some uh, disturbed spells. Well, so the Danic things and the, the conflicts about Danic things and the hive always been in my mind for the first reruns. There was uh, also sometimes I draw it in my first game. I, I would say just the first game of the tournament, I draw the conflict. I knew it. That's not a good feeling, right? Yeah, to I mean, have that I come out right away. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. I'm, I'm all three, everything, every stand around. <laughs> so then I get all three. So there are attraction rules that you just attract bad things to you, you know, just so I, I'm kind of frustrated. So then I just uh, strengthen up things. Oh, it was historic. Um, this is the deck I, I want to. I've been putting a lot of time. I'm confident playing the red black deck, and the uh, main deck hers to target things. And so I just just toward the mistakes. I I just have to put myself back to the normal. It's within like very short period of time. Like the mistake I made versus Rafael V. Also this, the tournament I. This is the tournament I top it, right? I do make a mistake, a huge mistake. I saw, and I would never top, mm -hmm. top, top a tournament without a mistake. And uh, I, I don't, I never think I, I came back from O3. So I made those because of, uh, I don't have huge belief I will make it. I just doing the current things I, I've been confident with over and over again. So of course you, you have to also let go the high Danic things. It's already a mistake, you know? And And yeah, it is a mistake, so. We're not just, just it's a very huge mistake, I think. And uh, day two, I also, um, I, I don't have too much, maybe three and three to stand around. I, I don't, I don't recur it clearly, correctly, but I, I have a more like, I don't, <laughs> please don't think about it. It's, it's already when you drive it. It also have good feelings, right? Have also, you might actually, actually looting away that and you don't want to play it or you can just, have Hive is doing the lethal damage. They're also good addings to your deck. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. net negative. So anyway, just those positive uh, thinkings toward you also drive me to make more mm -hmm. plays within mm -hmm. your ability. Not already happened. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's, 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 a, a, good, good it's a good answer. Uh, answer um, to your questions. I, I also think you touch on something, which is that as a Magic player, you have to have a very you're forced to have a very black and white view. Like I, this, this combination is good or this combination is not good for my deck. Like you need to make judgments. Like magic is dependent on making decisions. You need to be very confident that the decision is right or wrong, which makes it incredibly difficult when you find out that the decision you made 
is wrong. Like when you tell yourself that objectively this is not the a net positive or something, it really then bothers you because you're because you, you know what I mean? Like magic creates a framework where you have to think in black and white not all the time, but a lot of the time, right? And then and then because you you you're you have this character, then then you have to also deal with uh right and wrong decisions. So I, I yeah, you know you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like it's always. it's really it's really difficult because the thing that makes you smart about magic also punishes you about magic, right? Like because uh if, if someone is if someone yeah. doesn't even if someone is not even at that level of magic player they they don't even know that this mistake happened but but then they will never be at that level like you have to be you have to be very hard on yourself to be a good magic player otherwise you cannot grow but then growing is just painful i guess this this is like just saying in life right it's just it's just very painful to to grow in anything because it's always going to have um that feeling you know what i mean i've been uh, uh, uh reading a very interesting post in twitter by uh, Reduke said that once you are losing that game, yeah, you are unlucky. Probably you are just play everything perfect, but you have to also appreciate how good the opponent play. Maybe your opponent just play very good to just build this position, you know? So it's not only about you. It's also about how we play this game out. And uh, if your opponent play really great, you lose, it's fine. Appreciate it. Even if you, they, they made mistakes, even if they mistrigger a lot of the newcomer, they also do a lot of good things by themselves to make this happen, right? So we just appreciate what the outcome it is. So, and uh, not only just focus your own just right or wrong things. It, instead, we focus more on the game logic, not how the game shape up, how, what we learn from. Yeah, last years I've been have privilege to prepare with Reed and uh, in the preparation, I play him right a lot of time. Like when he get mana screwed and crush him, I always feel quite sorry about that. But then his reaction is at least I know Marble kill people. <laughs> so he always sees the positive when they stub. Okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's a not learning. only about yeah, positive. Yeah. It's the logic things. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like he. Oh, I'm unlucky. Yeah, everybody probably knows you are unlucky because you just losing this. But for sure lucky or any variance is part of game you have to just adapt it but also you find the beauty of it is not the variance it's just because this game not only because i scout mana but opponent play fable fable snowball quickly and once you're stuck on two land only kill whatever 10 two, then they fable crush you you know this is the power of fable. so we have to solving the turn three fable on the draw this is our just how our approach we approach the game so uh, yeah, everything just related just to the presence. You know, you have to think about the what you can do, and in the future it already happened, and uh, what you can do to do, make it better. Even if there are nothing you can do to make it better, just appreciate mm. opponent what they is do. Is that the biggest thing you learn from Reed in terms of the mindset? Is the appreciation? Um, yeah, I haven't think. Uh, yeah, I've been learning a lot of things from him actually. So, uh. My role model, very long time ago. I don't know. I suppose to say that uh, I was the biggest fan of Owen Turtonwood. You know, so you can say that it's fine. I maybe mean, he's just, a let's just talk about Owen as a as a player, right? Like, <laughs> okay. um, as yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 and uh, 
he being quite confident about everything in the in game he just make himself a robot you know Owen has a lot of emotions I've been watching and enjoying his streaming a lot and uh, he always be very very emotional <laughs> you know it's it's very hilarious maybe he acts a little bit a little bit but he naturally he's a very funny person well, anyway, in game he's always calm. Even losing, he shake hand. You, you will see the um, just you see, unhappy, you see some emotion. Very, but he's trying to make himself a robot, right? Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, after game already done, but in game he always just very calm and focus only on the decisions. So this is a very, you know, I learned from Reed also like he is execute everything detailedly very well and calm and sync everything through and uh, I don't know the other person can just in the first angle playing a legacy GP and uh, every round here on the like uh, future table and uh, let you record and he finishes everything perfectly oh my god uh, it's it's unreal but he did it and he also made a very good result so um so I've been learning from those big names a lot also yeah, Owen also be inspired me from the very beginning of my career, like how confident he is. Before every GP, he saying like, uh, thanks with us to putting 10,000 mm. grand to me <laughs> before the GP, you know? So I, I've been carrying that confidence in the early part of my career, you know, or the beginning I play, I always thinking, oh, I will crush these things before I played. Then I uh, just... Yeah, in PPTQ level, you always be crushing since <laughs> yeah, you might be slightly better than your opponent. But in GP level, uh, PT level specifically, uh, after I being like nine and three, I was, I was thinking, hey, this PT I will, <laughs> I good very good. Then I get nine nine, just nine and seven one. So it, it's there are a lot of times like I being overconfident uh, toward the expectations, you know. So yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. However, you can just leverage it with confidence. You also have to have logic, but uh, from different ways, you can just every just everybody can be confident. But uh, you have to control your confidence. You know, so there are a lot of things I can learn from this guy, and uh, you know, just learn yeah. The good I mean, and after you realize that you cannot crush the the PTs because the players are, are so good. Is that, is that when you decide to change your, your mindset mm -hmm. or was it something else? Yeah, I, I didn't like specifically focusing on changing mindset. This mindset is, uh, actually I, I've been taking a class from my poker since I've been playing poker and I'm taking some courses. There are a very elite poker coach called Ilya Teroit. Uh, you know, he give you a lot of like suggestions on life on um, uh even just what you eat what's your routines how to meditate before games to have a better state to the poker game it's also applied to magic actually so he is having a perspective of you actually you when you meditate before the games you already meditate some very very hard scenarios so if i get bad beats or if i get very like if I done ten buyings, I can imagine in in, med, in meditative process I already meditate those. So then when it real happens, you try you already quite calm about that. So when you never draw a so certain you already line, visualize when you what, never what could just happen. hit the okay. right cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I will do that before some large tournaments, like arena opens. So uh, it actually helps me to perform better. Okay. So it's a do you have to visualize um, arena crashing? Because mm -hmm. that can also happen, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, uh, something my, happened uh, in one of your I events, mentioned right? I mentioned chasing Unfortunately. rivals, right? Yeah, my Yorin in the sideboard cannot uh, move uh, anywhere. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it was in my rivals' tracing moment. So I was like two missing points to lock the rivals since I have 20 missing points the first two minutes. And then, well, it, it's, it's a devastating story. Just uh, my computer went wrong. So for the reason, I want to just win this tournament to go rivals to ballet. So I bought a new computer immediately, the desk computer for that. So I, I tried to test it in arena and it's fine. And then when I played, I encountered the Yoren just bug. So I cannot sideboard and losing because of it. At that time, I'm still in the game. I'm just, I'm three and one, I can still play, but I, I'm just mm -hmm. mentally, I'm, I'm not normal. So I, at that time, you know, 2019 and 2020, something like that. So, well, anyway, eventually, finally, I got the just two missed points short of being rivals. So I, I, it's, it's quite devastating to recall back, but I think it's fine just because now I don't see it as a... Actually, what you cannot change and what you can change, you can't distinguish it yourself, you know. Deep inside your heart, you know it's luck or it's the factor that you can do better. In magic, we all, or we always uh, uh, just bad variances hits you. We, you always say, to, "Oh, we mainly because bad variances." But actually, you can do something. Probably, actually, there are a lot of just choose different decks, or you know, even though that happened after that, you can just do better. Even though the yeah, you only unlucky kick you out of tournament. You can also do better next time. So there are different mindsets, and uh, I never blame arena. Well, in China, you know, we have mm -hmm. bad network conditions. So if we want to play Magic Online, we have to use VPNs. And uh, Magic Online, I don't know you have the same experience in China playing Magic Online. It's, it's yep. stuck a lot. Yep. It's first of, all, like, first of all, I've been using, um, <laughs> you know, Linti as a it's, it's a, it's a VPN I use for Magic Online in China. Yeah, I use yeah. it 100% of the time. First of all, if I don't use VPN, it's unplayable. But secondly, you're right. Sometimes even when you use VPN... There's just some really frustrating stuff happens. Like, I don't it's know why, bad. like, oh, it's just suddenly stuck. I have to restart the client and it's, yeah, it's a network, it's a network issue, right? Yeah. So the, it, it can be frustrating. Even, even when I'm just playing no. a match that has no, it's like, no consequence. Like even if I'm playing a league, I get pissed off. Like, oh my God, I have to like, am I losing this, this game because of this network thing? Right. So. Yeah. I've been losing two PDQs because of just lagged or the network problems, but, uh, Eventually, you are have to adapt to what it is. Like you are in China, it's yeah. it is what it is. You have to play quicker or you choose a different hack. Mm -hmm. It's part of the reason. What I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of just factors that can hurt you badly. It's not the in magic things. Even you know, just uh, for example, when I lost my Mystic invitation in Los Angeles, I played it just ranked top eight. I think I made it because my uh, left time zone of my computer shows exactly 12 o'clock and I win this game, I should be in top 8. Then, when I get out of the window, I, I find my computer time is uh, 5 minutes later than the exactly Las Vegas time. So, it, it's, I don't know the settings, but, uh, you know, just these 5 minutes, maybe just the rank is not counting. 
in the, the the last win. So it's also being very frustrated. It's not magic things, but you know what you can what can you do at that time? I'm I'm just I just <laughs> I don't know what to do since I'm assuming I getting the top eight when I being rank number one like two mm-hmm. hours before the deadline. So. Well, a lot of just bad things have been happened, but I also be super grateful that it's only magic things. It's not your life that, like, my my mm-hmm. parents has been well being back to the Chinese mm-hmm. philosophy. That everything is good, and it's only like a pity. That's, whatever. that's <laughs> easy to say, but hard to do in the moment. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have um, destroyed my computer, or I would have thrown my computer out the the window, or something. Like, I would have been extremely. <laughs> angry and i say this to someone who is usually quite calm um but that that just sounds really tough um yeah um i also want to talk a little bit you know we've been talking about things that are just general issues with magic and i've talked to a lot of people who are like have talked about their challenges with mpl or competitive magic but i i want to just ask you like on top of the general feedback about magic organized play um, is there some, are there things about magic specifically in China that you can talk about that m- might make it challenging, right? Cause we talked about how like so few yeah, people are trying to, sure. uh, uh, really be super competitive in China. And it's kind of like a chicken and the egg. Maybe on one hand, maybe it's like, it's not a good career, but also on the other hand, maybe the infrastructure is not good. So you can't have a good career. So maybe, maybe you can talk a bit about that too, about China. Yeah. So everybody knows that Chinese uh, the magic arena in Chinese is different uh, from what U.S. had. Like we have to just first of all, we have also used VPN to play arena. Like you, you can just play without VPN, but it will be very unstable. You know, there are risks not playing. So, uh, I mean, five years ago, Tencent, in a Chinese big company, just took arena and they just they just took the magic arena as a uh, a tour in their weapons. They don't care about money. Uh, I'm not speaking for the company, okay? So I'm speaking for myself. My perspective, they took it for the weapon to fight uh, Wang Yi's. Yeah. Uh, so, so in China, they don't another, really need another, to so Tencent it. is Did a company you... in China. Another company is uh, NetEase, and NetEase owns the Hearthstone. And then so yeah. for, for Tencent, it's like, I want Magic yeah. Arena because it's my portfolio to fight against uh, another game. Yeah, potentially I can just really fight the yeah. But now Hearthstone out of China, and uh, then the Tencent, the contracts that do or whatever, we never play a single day of true, uh, simplified Chinese or just Chinese Magic Arena UI never happened. So well, there are people using the they they doing the translate themselves, and uh, I don't know how they got paid or something. I, I, exactly just. So everything just fall apart. We have a very good expectation at the very first, then everything fall apart. So for five years, so we don't have any more expectation to whether to better thing about the Chinese market, or maybe we don't have the, you know, from the corporate level, the, the revenue they make from the paper magic already enough. They don't care about this or whatever. But I do think it's so shame or, just such a good game. We don't have a Chinese version. It's 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 like, just if I can just have a um, Chinese app of Magic Arena, I can very easily refer to my friends. Right, that they are not 
just related to they, they mm-hmm. are interested in magic, but they cannot just access to it in English level. You know, in China, I understand that there's a lot of there's a lot of magic players that just don't understand English. And this is not like a judgment. They just don't understand English. And <laughs> I, I was actually very surprised that they only want Chinese cards. Like I, I used to think like that everybody in China would also be okay with magic in English and English cards. But no, actually, there's like people that are just 100% want Chinese language only, like very, very localized. So yeah, yeah. So uh, language is a part of things. Another thing is like, if we want to play, uh, for example, we want to play magic online PTQs. Well, nowadays, the PTQs are only for the RPT, uh, the regionals, right? So we can only live in the US time zone, like the mock things every tournament happened in the night of Chinese time, like uh, yeah. 10 p.m. It's 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 super hard for people to like uh, be resilient to just still stay awake yeah, after four rounds. Yeah, if you have any day job or so any regular maybe schedule, they were doing you just okay. can't do it. Yeah. yeah, even in the Saturdays, I can just have coffees, but I was still falling asleep sometimes. So if you want to be competitive magic, first thing I always recommend that you can you have to have a good like time zone. You you have to just force your time into American time zone to play the American games. Mm-hmm. So it's a big issue. Well, not everybody need to do that, but yeah, I mean Li Tian also just he has a very top MPL players, but he never just uh, sleep. So just play those very late night games since he actually mm-hmm. really was, yeah he's talented <laughs> yeah well and uh, you know from the paper magic things we don't have too many um you know the p there are only four uh pt slots in a tournament like 240 players in the upcoming rc so i think it's quite few numbers and uh i do think uh it related to the scare, we should at least have eight slots, whatever. So, and uh, in China, people, you know, have to uh, take their expense, just try to fly to another continent themselves. There are no like PTs in Japan or PT in Singapore. I don't know how the cost level, well, from my perspective, we used to have the slogan of play game, see the words, but, uh, you know, nowadays, um, the visa is a problem, you know, it's just two of the Magic Wars competitors. They are meant to play Wars in the Las Vegas this year. They only, they can't go there because of the visa. It's it's disastrous, right? And you, you just qualify from a 300 first place, 200 tournaments, you go first place and uh, you can get nothing. And uh, I think they have to just develop a alternative plan, maybe reward them with another mm-hmm. PT invite or something like that. Just, just visa is a big, big problem. I'm saying, like, I am a well. I graduated from a, a university with a, I can have some job proof, but a lot of people just come from the second tier cities and they cannot just pass the visa. And yeah, this is a system we need to just improve. And well, mainly the arena things. I think we have to launch the Chinese simplified Chinese. So whatever agents you find, I, I'm sure there are plenty of like game companies willing to take mm-hmm. this magic to their main products. I think it goes back to so. chicken and egg problem because, um, for example, if Tencent owns Arena, uh, maybe the reason they don't do anything with it is because they don't see the the potential growth, right? So there's no 
Dongli, there's no motivation to do it. But on the other hand, if you don't do anything, it will also not grow. So it's like, it's a, it's a two-sided problem, right? It's like a, mm-hmm. how do you say it? Like, it's, it's bad circulation. Like, if you don't do anything, definitely nothing will happen, right? So it's just, it's just very yeah. unfortunate. And it sounds like there's some volunteers try to do like unofficial Simplify Chinese Arena, but it's not, it's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to have some official power behind it, right? So. Yeah, for sure. And uh, from my experience, I do, I haven't played a lot of other games, but I do think Magic is the best game wise, uh, the, the, the entertainment wise. I think it can surpass Hearthstone a lot in my experience mm-hmm. if they really release it or just do anything about it. But, well, we, we haven't played, um, well, in Paper Magic also, like people uh, find the boosters pack are increasing price and the, uh, there are not too many ways to sell the cards, you know, just from Japanese, it's a very healthy, the cycle is healthy. Like the, the players will sell card to the stores and it's at a, yeah. in a fair rate, right? But the, in China, they were taking very, very low price and uh, it's not healthy. So, well, everything relates together, then the markets will be, <laughs> that's good that people don't play standard anymore or I think everything just starts with if they really take Chinese mm-hmm. market seriously. Um, I'm not thinking that pol- politi- political wise, maybe there are some barriers between the governments. You know, you cannot uh, have the license to uh, put the Tencent to, to, to just Tencent can't put the major arena online just because of the license. But uh, I do think there are different approach ways to. Yeah, I don't know how. I cannot speak from a very big side. I know I'm. A that, that's very okay. I mean, guy, we're so. all we're all little guys. <laughs> I think I think uh, we're all looking at it from a consumer point of view. But it's it's important, right? And and I think that um, yeah. if you use the Magic and Hearthstone comparison, like Magic has so much advantage mm-hmm. assets because if you do it well, the online and the offline Magic can really promote each other in China or anywhere really. But it's just. It just feels like an asset that's very underutilized. Like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to jump directly to solution, but imagine like introducing someone introducing someone to Magic Arena, and you tell them also there's like a social thing you can do in the store. Maybe there's like some promotion that happens between the online and offline. It can really like if you do if you do it right, you can really get people interested in the in the game. But it just feels like. None of that is happening, and that's that's the frustrating part. Is like you have these assets, but you need someone to really like drive it and put and and combine everything together. You know. I think the the other problem is uh, I think they are really comfort with the situation in Chinese market because people are there are a lot of bots in China want to wrap the yeah so it's selling so from bottom business perspective they're like why why do I want to do anything else right yeah. Yeah, 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 like they are making money. Like one, uh, I heard that in a store, that one boss can, um, maybe, maybe the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, collector booster or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, collector booster, whatever. Just they, they can just have like a, a, a whole night. One person can open the yeah. like uh, over over. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely, it's, yeah. It's like people like to. Them, right? uh, it's it's basically a form. Uh, again, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's like a form of gambling or some sort of um, 
almost like so, almost like legal gambling. <laughs> it's like okay, let's. What can I open? Yeah, you're exactly to, uh, no, right. No, yeah, I think no, people no. should understand <laughs> that too. Like, it's it's basically a way to get like um, it's like a social status showing off, but also like it's just fun to like gamble, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very unique. I think um, to use the gaming term, it's like there are a lot of whales, like jingyu, a lot of whales for magic packs <laughs> in China, right? So. Yeah, they they kind of just taking it as a fun. They are not so. They are not thinking. I really it's, want yeah, to sell it. Yeah, it's just it, like the. You know? It's just like the rush. What can <laughs> I stop... open? I don't even think they care about like making the money back or. Yeah. Yeah, they are not care about making money over that, but they they do care about the value. They think, oh, I open yeah. a thousand bucks. It's like this oh, card, one dollar became it, ten dollars or something really like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like people open booster, so from the corporate side, the the revenues of incomes and they come from these wells. <laughs> so I think magic is more about just putting more people to open a booster instead of let the wells to just yeah. the revenue from the wells. You know, so everybody can open boosters, and uh, you know everybody can just even enjoy magic yeah. from the commons and commons after this it's there are cycles <laughs> so you, we are not building the game like only for them to open boosters or then fulfill your revenue so just you know just make your company feel comfortable that chinese market already or so many yeah. revenues that we don't need to change anything so yes, there are a lot absolutely. of problems here and you know? it's so. uh it's the whole classic like short-term uh revenue profit thinking versus long-term uh sustainability of the game and and i think i'm more like you like i always whenever i see someone just open the packs i always look i always think like what a waste you could have drafted it like you could have done something with these cards instead you just open the pack you throw all the commons away and then you put the one card in your binder and then or you show it you you show it on your wechat and that's it it's like oh man that's such a waste like you could have enjoyed like a draft or do something with these cards the way they were designed but that's okay it's people bought it with their money <laughs> there they have the right to do whatever they want with it but you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah sure but uh i, I don't are there any the, the similar situation i really don't Canada, see it i think South. china i've seen the most extreme example i i really don't see so much in north america like the whales i i really yeah. i really don't i think most people yeah. are really just complaining most... about how it's too expensive and most people do it but maybe it's a cultural thing like people also don't really want to it's almost like they don't really want to show off like they they probably do it but they do it at home or or they do it on when they're streaming but they don't they don't do it in the yeah. store with like yeah. everybody watching and, <laughs> and like oh you know like which one are you going to open you know it's not like that yeah that, that uh, booming business related to this is uh streaming yeah. open boosters you know in China, I think the only specific in China, the magic booster become a you, you know streaming somebody, uh, like they can pack their own card. At the, well, the store owner will pack different reality of card together. As oh yeah, like uh, they they they, uh, re, so they repack they and then they sell the the mystery booster, right? So you can you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of cards. They they just need to put a one very very valuable card in. Uh, like ten thousand yeah. boosters, they made their own. <laughs> they sell for high well, price. Well, they have they had in the U.S. long time for ago this, on you know, eBay, I... right? They have stores do that, but I think people just stopped, a long time ago. People just stopped really? believing that it will have any value. Yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's fun sometimes, but it's not healthy as you can, like, grow this market 
it's over just make people play the game it's it's more about collectible the, yeah you know, yeah gambling, gambling and collectible, the, yeah yeah something um james it's it was really great uh having a chance to talk to you today about everything i guess uh mm. your magic career career uh magic way of life and and also uh um, you know just all kinds of topics thank you so much for um taking the time today thank you Thank you for listening to Humans of Magic. You've made it to the end. Thanks so much. You're awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there are two ways to do so. The first way is the most powerful. Tell a friend. Tell them to check out Humans of Magic. I'd love it if you could spread the word. The second way is to join the Humans of Magic Patreon at patreon.com slash humansofmagic. Patreon is the best way to directly support the show from a financial perspective. For as little as $2 a month, you can support me and join the Discord. It gives me the power to keep cranking out new episodes with your favorite magic people. If you want to go the $5 support route, you'll get a digital copy of the Humans of Magic book. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, as always, making it all the way to the end, and we'll see you next time.